One of the realizations I had when I was quitting acting back in my early 20s was that I didn't actually want to be an actor pretending to live an interesting life in a movie. I wanted to be living the interesting life in real life. I wanted to be the protagonist facing challenges, overcoming obstacles, falling, getting up, going on adventures, and finding myself over and over again. I wanted to be inside a great story surrounded by interesting characters. But I did not want to be an actor, which meant driving to and from the set, sitting in a trailer for much of the day, wearing elaborate costumes and makeup, memorizing lines, saying things other people told me to say, doing things other people told me to do, and pretending to be this interesting person. I wanted to be the person inside the story. Which brings me to the topic of today's episode. It's all about wanting the life you have. This is the Lady Quest podcast, and I am Ariel Kylie, your hostess. And this podcast is for intuitive, self aware women who know that they have a big life purpose here on earth. Does that sound like you? Something that feels deeply meaningful to you that you want to do create, experience, or pursue in this life. So, wanting the life you have means becoming fully invested in living the story of you. It's shifting from wanting to escape from your life to becoming even more present inside of it. Because... As Matt, my husband, recently said when I was talking to him about the topic of this podcast, your life is the only game in town. The cards you've been dealt are the cards you are here to play and the only cards you can play. Oftentimes, we don't want to deal with the hand we've been dealt, so we neglect our life and instead opt to live vicariously through others. Maybe famous people on TV or characters in books or movies, or just through the gossip of our neighbors or our family. But to choose to want the life you have means you stop looking over the shoulder of other people all the time, stop fantasizing about having their hand, and stop disowning your life as a worthy story to be inside. Even if what's happening in your life feels like it really sucks right now. Instead, you look at your cards, you see your hand, and you get a kick out of deciding how you want to play it. When I was in my mid-30s, I was in a cycle of making and spending money without ever building up savings, and without making significant progress on paying off my debt. I didn't even really look at my money that closely. I would just notice when my bank account was getting low, and then I thought, "Uh uh-oh, I better not go out to dinner tonight. And then when it felt more robust, I thought, ooh, this is a good time to book a ticket to the Bahamas. Yes, getting to do some cool stuff sometimes, but never really saving money, never really paying off that debt quickly, 
I thought that was just how it was going to be for me. And I had this fantasy that in order to pay off my debt and save the money I wanted to save, I would need to make a lot more money. I would need to have a ton of surplus. For me, this didn't come about as a marriage fantasy. I know for some people, they think, if I just marry someone who's wealthy, it'll all be taken care of. It was more like a work windfall fantasy, like this opportunity will just plop into my lap and I'll suddenly have $100,000 from it and my problems will be solved. So I fantasized a lot about how windfalls of cash could come my way. But in doing that, I was daydreaming about having someone else's cards. My life was not set up for these big windfalls of cash. So when I changed my mind and decided how to figure out how to be the hero in my own financial story, based on my life, how it really was, I was then able to open myself to new ways to think about how I could get my money under control. This is a moment, an aha moment of choosing the life I have, choosing to want the life I have instead of live in a fantasy of some windfall from someone else's life dropping into my lap. So, what I did once I had that mental shift was a ton of research around money, around how to get out of debt, how to save money, and realized that there was a path for me from exactly where I was out of debt and into increasing my net worth each month. I also, side note, realized that most people do not build wealth through windfalls. That's actually rare. That's the exception. Most wealth is built through incremental savings on a monthly basis, through always making and keeping a little bit more than you're spending. So this meant I needed to learn how to budget and make strategic choices with my money instead of being vague and unintentional about my spending. So I did. And the story of my financial life completely changed. Within 10 months, as a New York City yoga teacher, I paid off $36,000 in debt. Then I proceeded to save up the money I needed to buy a camper trailer outright, pay for the whole thing at once. It was, I think it was $13,500. And put a down payment down on a Toyota 4Runner so I could get that to pull the camper and take the adventure I really wanted to take, which was to leave New York and moved to the desert for a while. That decision to play the hand I was dealt and take control of my money from where I actually was shifted me into being the hero in my life story. Suddenly I was that protagonist I wanted to be and made my story so much more interesting. Speaking of booking a trip to the Bahamas, When Simone and I decided to write our book, Smitten the Way of the Brilliant Flirt, which came out in 2013, as I've said before, it took us about eight years from the conception of the idea to it getting published. Now, the book was purchased by our publisher's Chronicle with a $20,000 advance, 
And what we had said the whole time while we were writing it, the thing that kept us going was, when we sell this book, we're going straight to the Bahamas. And then after doing all that writing, so many revisions, revisions of the proposal, getting an agent, the agent shopping it around, finally finding the publisher that would work, them getting us that check for $10,000 each, booking that trip and going to the Bahamas. It was so fucking satisfying. Being in the story of my life and having earned that trip was so rich that when we were on the trip and Simone, I remember said in an offhand way, wouldn't it be great if we just had like really rich guys that would just buy a trip for us like this and we could just go whenever we wanted to the Bahamas. When I thought about that deeply, I was like, no, if someone had just bought this trip for us, we would not enjoy it nearly as much. It would have so much less meaning. I don't want to get out of jail card free. Not like my life was jail, but I don't want to get to the Bahamas card free. I want to be inside my life and find my path to the Bahamas. That's a story I want to be inside. Wanting to be fully in your life means that you're looking your problems in the eye and getting curious about how to engage with them and how to solve them with the means you have and with who you are. This perspective shift is subtle, but it's mighty. It says, I want to be here in the story of me, and I want to live the shit out of the story of me. And there is no good story without overcoming. No one would want to watch the movie of the yoga teacher that's been caught in endless cycles of financially immature choices that just keeps her life stagnant and just stays stuck in those choices. No one really wants to watch the story of then her meeting some rich hedge fund guy and him having her move into his like giant West Village loft. By the way, I had that option. That option was on the table. I didn't want to live that life. The good story, the story we want to watch is the story about that yoga teacher that figured out money, that did all that research. Imagine the montage. It's the movie. Imagine the montage of clicking through and finding all these blog posts and listening to these podcasts while watching from walking from yoga class to yoga class and underlining the books and realizing, aha, Eureka, I can get myself out of debt. And then doing it and putting the extra work in and strategizing and budgeting and using the cash envelope system and seeing that debt go down month after month after month and then being able to buy the camper trailer, get the truck and move to the desert. Like that's a story we want to watch, right? That decision to completely live inside the life I had, to play the hand I was dealt and to take control of my money made me the hero of my life story. Wanting to live the life you have means you ask yourself, what is your story of overcoming? What is your story of becoming? What are the lessons you are here to learn? And how can you get to work learning them today? I love reading biographies more than any other kind of book because I think it's just fascinating to hear the story of someone's life and how they navigated the challenges that they encountered 
to get where they got. And it is especially fascinating when that person has made a huge leap from where they started to where they wound up. And Oprah Winfrey is one of those people. Her story just blows our minds. She was born in poverty in rural Mississippi to a teenage mom. And later she was raised in inner city Milwaukee. She has stated that she was also molested during her childhood and early teenage years. And she became pregnant at 14. Her son was born prematurely and he died in infancy. All that shit happened to Oprah before she was 15 years old. Typically, we don't think of that person's story going on to becoming one of the most famous and influential people in the world with a net worth of $2.5 billion. But she went to live with someone she now calls her father in her teens, who is a barber in Nashville, Tennessee. She got a job in the radio while still in high school. And by 19, she was a co-anchor for the local evening news. And the rest, as they say, is history. Fascinating, right? Oprah has fully inhabited the life that she has. And my point here isn't to say that we should all become mega rich and famous and influential like Oprah. Wanting the life you have isn't about outcomes, even though it will likely lead to truer and more extraordinary outcomes for you to fully inhabit your life. It means that you decide that the problems you are facing right now, today, are yours. And you want to take them on to the best, the best that you can because they're yours. And this is your life. I've been on my fertility journey for over two years now in the process of trying to make a baby with my husband, Matt. And in the beginning, I assumed it would be so much easier. I kind of, I had this like fantasy that I had these unicorn ovaries. They were just packed with follicles, atypical of my age. And it was a rude awakening when I learned that I would need to probably work a little harder to get to motherhood and that motherhood isn't certain for me in the way I originally conceived it. (laughs) No pun intended, conceived it. But you know what? It's fascinating to be on this journey, on my fertility journey, and it's mine. And being in this process has deepened my resilience and my compassion for myself. It's made me and Matt have more real conversations than we would have had and strengthen our bond when things aren't going perfect. It's made me empathize a lot more with other humans. And it's made me so much more curious Like, what is my path to motherhood going to be? I'm so curious how it's going to turn out. And I've shifted from thinking I can control it or I should control it to just knowing if I stay conscious and do the best I can week by week with the information I have, it's going to turn out the way it's meant to be. And so I don't want the path of it being so easy like it is for some people. I want my path. And I'm working to find out how that story is going to end for me. And I'm interested in being inside my life, in my story, in my path to motherhood. But the key to really wanting your life is to consciously be living it. 
if you're spending your time like binging on the Kardashians and vicariously living through a lot of other people or entertainments, your life is not going to feel interesting and engaging because you haven't given it the time and attention for it to become interesting and engaging. So this brings me to my invitation to you. Imagine that before you came into this incarnation, you chose all of the stuff you were going to go through in childhood. You chose your family, you chose the place you grew up, you chose your ethnicity, your socioeconomic status. Imagine that before you were incarnated, you wrote out the character you would be and the story you would be plopped inside. You even chose the challenges that you're facing right now. You wanted to live this story. You wanted to be inside this life. And you also wanted to move the story forward. If that were the case, if you knew you fully wanted and chose this life, how would you handle the challenges that are in front of you right now? What would you want to take control of in the way that you can? What would you want to learn? What would you want to let go of? If you faced your life fully consciously wanting it all, what would you do with it? And that's all I'm inviting you to do is to want the life you have and to choose to create and grow and show up inside your own story. Okay, that's it for today. Now go forth and practice wanting the life you have. If you like this podcast, you will love the LadyQuest program. Join my newsletter through the link in the episode description if you want to learn more about LadyQuest, my one-on-one coaching work, and get invited to transformational workshops I teach on a regular basis online. Also, if you want to make my day, you could leave a five-star review for this podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of my world, and I look forward to being with you again very soon.